have 130,000 fucking stories, okay? The immigrant story. So you keep asking questions and you're going to be in trouble because we're going to be here for about a month and a half. Hello everyone and welcome to the More Than Backpacking podcast episode number 13. I hope you're having a bloody fantastic day wherever you are in the world. It's a beautiful day here in Medellin, Colombia. This episode is raw, raw recordings of myself and my friend James having a conversation with Alex whilst we were on breakfast duty in Ivy Hostel in Medellin. It's a great hostel if anyone is ever in Medellin by the way. Alex is a right character. Big, loud, Cuban-American, but with a heart of gold that we found. We had a few interruptions along the way, but it's amazing how the conversation evolved from just a small chat into something where we both had real common interests and goals in life to help people. And it was on the morning of when we were hosting a movie and ice cream day for the kids of Community 13 here in Medellin, who we'd grown so fondly of. It's an inspiration to hear from a 55-year-old that He's looking forward to the next 55 years and all that's to come with it. And the positivity he brought to the kitchen whilst we were cooking up some eggs for the guests was brilliant. So, And we had a great chat. We, we had to do a bit of work as well, but it's, a, it's an inspirational conversation and I hope this can inspire somebody no matter what age. That's enough for me. Hope you enjoy the show. i guy for a long time. Uh, fintech, sales... Uh, so most recently, about, uh, well, it's been about a year now, I guess, I was selling data to banks. <clears throat> so I, too, like both of you, wanted to... Oh, Sorry, I No, no, I wanted to, you know, put a bullet in my head just about every day I woke up, so... <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie, I, I wasn't like that. No, you like... I just prefer this, if you know what I mean. But that's something that it's even more understandable if you were like that, that why you're gonna come. And I'm, I'm exaggerating, you know, a little bit. You're doing your life story. Oh, oh, yeah, no, please. He's even recording, oh my god. <clears throat> Did you just came to Colombia? So I came, well, I left San Francisco on the 14th, but I had so many changes of flights that. I missed my flight to Bogota uh, in Miami, and it, the, my flight was delayed in Chicago. So I, I, had, I stayed overnight in Miami, and I got here on the 15th to Bogota. So uh, about a year ago, a uh, year and a half ago, <clears throat> um, I mean, she's still talking to my wife, but we haven't been together in a while, a long while. Even though we've been living in the same house, and we have two incredible daughters, we're 14 and 11, and that, you know, it's our lives, really. But I, I finally moved out, but I moved like five minutes away yeah. from the house, because uh, she has to work in the city, so she commutes into the city three, four days a week, and then I'm the one who's kind of around for the girls yeah. a lot. Not all days, but a lot, three or four days, so I work remote. Well, I used to work remotely, just okay. to do stuff in the morning. from home, yeah. So a lot of stuff from home, and then, uh, and then, uh, <clears throat> and when I moved out, 
I moved out and I, I left FinTech. I was like, you know what? I'm not getting any younger. And forever, I mean, I did this when I was your age for like almost three years. Yeah. I didn't get a real job for like three years after university. And my, my parents, to their credit, were pretty cool. They were yeah. like, it's your life, you know. We're not giving you any more money. <laughs> and I never asked them for a dime after I graduated. You know, in fact, I moved back home, and then I started paying rent. You know, I started yeah. helping. And I was you know, like, what you guys, you know, I, I moved back for a while, and I get like three jobs, you know, like waiting tables and tending bar and doing landscaping or whatever the hell, you know, work like seven days a week. For, to get a big cash rich. Yeah. And then after, you know, three or four months. See you later. Adios, Chico. I'll be back. I like it. One-way ticket from... 1987, there was a, one of the first uh, discount airlines. It was called People's Express before all of you were born. And I bought a one-way ticket from Newark, New Jersey to Brussels. For 189 bucks. Wow. What was the plane like? Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> it made it. It made it. I met a really wonderful young American woman at the airport waiting for the plane in Newark. Oh, you didn't ruin your trip at the airport, did you? What's that? You didn't ruin your trip and I get a woman at the first day. Rule number one at the airport. Rule number one. <laughs> we had a nice time in Brussels. And, uh, yeah, so, I did, I, I had, I had $1,600, is 87. Yeah. A one-way ticket, and then I had a, I had a, a visa, right, that was empty. And I said, when I run out of money, wherever I am, I'll pull out the plastic and fly home. And I had Let's Go Europe. Used to be this, What's that? Ecology? It, was a, it was a budget travel guide. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, it was a big like a, book. Yeah, yeah, like a book. Yeah. When, when you say visa, you mean a card? No, yeah, so I had a, a, I had a credit card, card okay, yeah, yeah. that was empty. Yeah. So I figured wherever I was, when I ran out of money or whatever. It would get you home at least. Yeah, I'd just give you back. In one piece. Yeah. 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 I was in Switzerland. I did the South because it was cheaper. And I speak Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, so I was there almost four months. Where did you go? Um, so, you know, I landed in Brussels and then I just headed south. Like so, France, Spain, Portugal. Yeah. I'm Cuban. American, and both of my parents were from Cuba, and they look like me, they're European as opposed to Afro-Cuban. So our people are from uh, northern Spain, they're from Galicia. Galicia, yeah. Yeah, a lot of black Irish and it's I think... It's close to Portugal, is it? Huh? It's close to Portugal. It's the one province of Spain that is above Portugal. And it's, so therefore, it's on the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. And then, like most people who've immigrated throughout the world, they're on an ocean. Yeah. Right. Like most of the Chinese around the world are from 
Guangdong, right? From the south on the ocean on the on the coast. Yeah. So Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't get so I Brussels down Bordeaux and and through Spain and Portugal. Did you go and see your family then? Did you have family to go and visit? No. No. But did you go there? To visit like the area? It's really trippy to be in a place like thousands of miles from where you're from. And you yeah, go yeah. there and everybody fucking looks like you. <laughs> fucked up. It's like, oh my God, it's my uncle. That looks like my cousin. He's my cousin's double. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Santiago de Compostela. So how long are you in South America for? You, every three or four, for three or four months you said you take off. Yeah, go I don't know until they throw me out, you know. Yeah. You're in the best place so far. Huh? What do you enjoy, what, what place do you enjoy some, like the best so far? The best place you've experienced so far? When the world? In South America. Good question. It's a great question. It's a hard question. Don't they ask me that? I don't know. So. It's pretty subjective also. Like depends what happens to you in that moment. Like you had a girl in Brussels, of course you love Brussels. I hated Brussels. Oh, I was okay. gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference nobody, between male and female. <laughs> nobody loves Brussels. Nobody loves Brussels. Almost nobody. Where are you from, darling? I'm from Croatia. Ah, wonderful. You had to double I'm sorry, check your first name again. Iris. Iris. Ah, oh, Croatia, very interesting. <laughs> yeah? And what are you doing? Good. Good. At your age, anybody who says to me, well, I'm going to do this. Oh, my God. I mean, that's fine. But it always worries me a little. I'm less worried when the answer's like that. <laughs> when the answer is, I haven't a clue, man. I'm 24 years old. What do you want from me? <laughs> She's a bit older, really. A bit older, yeah. well. and I act a bit older. <laughs> nah. she's, she's, she's got a few years on us, you know what I mean, I think. So. Yeah. Well, she looks like she's younger than all of us. <laughs> you see, he thought that you were older too. Oh, yeah. I'm only joking. <laughs> chico, chico. Oh, I think you were calling one of the guys. No, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, one of the guys, but the short. Who's Toby? 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 Just blow them off right now. If you know what's good for you, don't ever talk to them. We're nothing, nothing but trouble and fun. Good fun, John. Yeah. So all of your friends who went to work straight away out of college, <laughs> did, did they're they... ready to kill themselves now. What? Well, because they never done it. They never got. 
never went and explored. Did, did any of them then quit a job and go, fuck it? And Almost none of them. Yeah. I'm still close friends with many of them. Once the kids come. Yeah. It's like that thing they don't know any different, do they? Yeah, it's true. And you might go on that holidays and things and wish that like, out. Oh. I wish I was here about my family. Like Maybe like, you have a family holiday. If I may ask, how old are you guys? 25. 25. Yeah. You do, I think you're doing exactly the right thing. You know? How old are you? I'm 117. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it? I thought you were going to say I look great for 117. No. No. Fucking Damon. You are from the Midlands. You don't know that, but, you're, but you're, you're, you're people back in the day. You're not from the Middle East. You're from like a cave somewhere back in the speaker. Well, I don't know. How old am I? As old as you feel. There you go. But come on, Damon. You, you started it. No, I did. I did. I did. How old am I? You know a little about my background in my life, so that kind of informs it some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to upset you, Alex. You know? yeah. <laughs> I reckon... <coughs> 47. <coughs> and here I thought we were going to be friends, then. 47? I'm going to be... 56 next month. Ah, uh, there you go. Have me worried there for me, Alex. But you were, you, you know, you got it. Oh, you sure shot. You got a head of hair on you, Alex. I'm telling you. <laughs> you shot, you were smart, as obvious as the case. You shot low so as not to offend. But that's okay. I'll take that, you know. I ain't mind that. He's the more sensible one. You're the one who's out there saying shit and meeting the girls at first or whatever. <coughs> and then they come and they realize the deal. And then and then they end up with James because he's going to be the, the good one, the faithful one, the nice one, the one to have the family and be good to the kids and bring her the paycheck and hand it to her. Every no. week. Every week. I mean, he started off, he started he's off. He's nearly got that already. He started off well. He started off well. He should have stopped after they go to James. I was in where I just came from. And there's a family I met that I befriended and stuff. And the girl's 18. He's 28. They've been married for a couple years. She's... She's 18 she's and she's 18 married. and he's 28. What, he, she's married at 18? Or is it the child? Yeah, no, she's married. Really? Come on, they have kids at 14. Where was it? Oh, wait, here. Was it here in Colombia? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Colombia. They're out in uh, almost a Panama. Okay. It's a part of Colombia that right before Panama in the Caribbean. Anyway, nice couple, you know. I got I became friends with the, the mom and the young daughter. Where I'll show you some pictures. Huh? Okay. You gotta go to this place. It's called Sapsurro. You've been there? Uh, yeah, yeah. You've been to Sapsurro? 
Yeah. yeah. What are you doing here? We went to the. We did the Sandlot trip. Ah. So we came into Capurgana. Yeah, Capurgana. Yeah. Right. Right. Well. We continue, sir. So he works construction. He's actually a bright guy. He's he finished high school. I can tell he's a bright kid. He brings up the paycheck every week or whatever, and he just gives it to his wife. And that's not unusual. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I, well, it, it that doesn't surprise me that that's yeah. not unusual. Yeah. And they live. So they live with her mother. The mother was working at the place I was staying at. A cheap little place. She was the gal who cleaned everything and cooked everything and washed everything. We became friends. And then, uh, I kind of, and then, um, anyway, I'm here to try and help. <laughs> so I, I, I work with kids. I work, uh, in orphanages sometimes, stuff like that. And I do stuff back home. I'm, gonna, I'm starting to do it more on this trip. So, you're us. You're us in 20 years. Are you here? Are you, are you here tonight? Yeah. <clears throat> We've got these kids coming here today. What time? Twelve, one o'clock. Fuck. All right. <clears throat> I can come back. Yeah. I can come back. <clears throat> yeah. I'll get you. I'll hold. Leave it there. <clears throat> and until uh, so continue the story. So you befriended a family. Were you just pointing out about the? Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah. Were you pointing out about the way that they? He gives the paycheck to yeah. the... He just comes home. He didn't even tell... The mother's the one who told me, because I said... I said, man, he's a, he's a good guy. You know, he's... You know, she said, he's, he's amazing. She says, he comes home. He doesn't drink much. You know, I would bring them a beer. I'd bring him a beer. You know, the day they cook for me. So I brought him a beer. You know, I'm like, man, that's fucking working. Is that in, this, in the heat out there? It's fucking 84 yeah, Fahrenheit. On the coast as well, yeah. yeah, it's 30 degrees Celsius. Now. Yeah. You know, it's like in July. Mm. So, yeah, no, it was just like, you know, anathema to me, right? Like, <coughs> what? Give my wife my paycheck? Well, first of all, I'm fucking getting into her already. <laughs> and then some. But don't take that the wrong way. My ex is cool. We're cool. She's cool. Um, but it's just for us. It's like what? You know? But it's almost like a very traditional way of living, isn't it? Yes. But us coming from the more developed world, is yeah. it just seems a bit backward. But they're just less, what is less along like, the line, aren't they? Really? It's different. It's yeah. just different. You know, that's what I keep. I keep coming to is like, man, it's not better or worse necessarily. Fucking different. I often, sometimes with certain things, I think it is better. But you know, it's like trying not to make judgments, right? I guess trying to just say, okay, well, That's this works for them. This works for us. That, yeah. I don't know, you know, it's yeah. like, okay, where do, where do I, where, where do I fit? What works for me? Yeah. But it's a test really to see what does work. So some people might come down here and live like that, from the U.S. or another country. 
I'm sorry? Does he not have any like hobbies or anything he likes to spend his money doing? Like recordings. Right now he doesn't have any hobbies. Am I gonna have to separate the two of you? Am I gonna have to like Tim's fucking? That's right. We've got a week left, yeah. and then yeah, we can separate. Yeah, no, that's how it works. Um, I don't think he has any hobbies right now. Right now, his hobbies are working his ass off, saving every penny, so they can move to Panama, where the mom and the daughter are moving in like three or four weeks. They have more family in Panama. Is that common for people on the coast to go to Panama? Do you know? Yeah, it is. Because if you can get it, well, if you're traveling illegally, which some people I met, you know, it's on the way to the U.S., yeah, so you're a step closer. And Panama has a very long history of the U.S., for better or worse. And uh, so that if you uh, get to Panama and you're there legally, you have a better chance of getting to the States. But what I always feel like telling them is this. Yeah. I think it's too, so. Got some kids in the Isn't it funny? They're all coming this way, and we're going that way. Yeah. <clears throat> Seriously, so I tell them. I said, "You're dying to get there, and I'm dying to come here." Well, not everybody in the US is dying to come. If you're chilling today, most Americans. Most Americans. We're good-hearted people. Really are. Most Americans are. Let's say ill-informed. And, and caught in their own little matrix of the world don't kind of get it. I think, I think you probably agree. And I'm not sure that many folks in England are much different. Nice. Depending on where you're from. Did your, so it's your parents who moved from Cuba to Miami. So he came out to wrap his chains around the place. My, uh, my mom came legally with her family in 1955. So unusual for a number of reasons. Number one, they came legally. Number two, they came in 55 and the Cuban Revolution was in 59. So that's when most of the exodus of folks from Cuba started, was after the revolution in 59. My father uh, went to the States in 55 also. They met in New York, my parents met in New York. But my father went, well, I guess initially he went legally also. He went on a 30-day tourist visa. And then, did he miss his flight home? Darn. That always happens, doesn't it? didn't quite make it. It was <laughs> running for the door. They <laughs> said, no more. That's it. Yeah. Oh, so your mum 
she must have been eighteen or something. She come over. Early twenties. Yeah, twenty-one, twenty-two. Yeah, I met in New York. What did she live there? Did your parents live there for a bit before they came back? They met in New York. Just on vacations, or were they living there? They were living there. They met at a party. In the apartment building where they both happened to be living. Yeah. They didn't know. Um, but they met at a party and I have a hundred and thirty thousand fucking stories okay the immigrant story so you keep asking questions and you're going to be in trouble because we're going to be here for about a month and a half I'm happy don't get me wrong Damon I'm happy I love talking about it but it is all of the quintessential like but he was way bigger than me, so I knew, like, yeah, I heard, I can't, I'm not trying to make it, I can't, I don't know what. Yeah, I'm gonna Dude has changed on me. He's gonna Did you go back to Cuba as a child with him? I've never been. Really? So, yeah, I'm the, one of the few of my family hasn't been, but I'm gonna go in next summer, and I'm gonna take my 14 years. That's situation. I'm going for a whole summer. That's right. I mean, if you around today, my 14 year old will come for you. As long as she wants. That's awesome, yeah. I'm definitely gonna try. He was. The studying English in Cuba. Oh, Who, sorry? My dad. Okay, yeah. You know, in the early 50s, he knew he wanted to come and he was studying English. She's only heard this story about 100 million times because she lives in Hialeah or was, grew up my in dad, Yeah, my dad's apartment was uh, when I was growing up was 183rd and 67th Street and I lived in, uh, in Biscaya right over the county line almost prior. Oh, yeah. yeah? Yeah. So I'm right there and they were both like Five miles apart, and their office was on 196 in Doral. Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah. all through Miami. <laughs> so wait, where'd you go to high school? Everglades. Everglades. I went to Sunset. You went to Sunset. I went to Miami Sunset Senior High School. What the hell? 117 years ago. Shut up. It's not 117. Coral <laughs> Gables is 117 years old. <laughs> Coral Gables High School. Braddock. Braddock <laughs> wasn't built yet. Oh, I didn't know Braddock. Okay. I left, and the whole thing. The Miami yeah. Marlins. Weren't there. Florida Marlins, Marlins came. Call them the Florida Marlins. Goddamn. Is it Florida now? <laughs> no, it's been it's Miami now. They they oh, were Florida. Florida. Yeah, they were the Florida Marlins. Now they're just Miami Marlins because now we have the Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers. Rays. Yeah, the Rays. Right. No, not the Buccaneers. The Rays. We have Jacksonville, something else up there, so they couldn't call yeah. them the Florida Marlins anymore. Yeah. They're from the same area, ish. Yeah. Blood wise. Wait, so your mom is from? Columbia. You should free here. Miami. Oh. Oh, that's your mom. No, no. Was, oh. she, she was just born and raised here. <laughs> yeah, she's in Miami. And your dad is from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Boricua. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we spent almost, a lot of time in Venezuela. Almost Cuban. Almost. Oh, I'm like, I'm like <laughs> this close. I'm like 25%. This close. You, you want, you know? Cuban accent. I still got it. It's like, it's, it's like living in Everybody this. in Latin America, by the way, if you guys haven't gotten this yet, everybody wants to be Cuban. Shut up. <laughs> you know, Talking it's shit. Uh, almost... Yeah, <laughs> but in Miami, it's true. Even like gringos have to speak Spanish, yeah. and most likely you speak Cuban Spanish, like que hola, sere, like things like that, like just to like lingo, like just stuff. Yeah. And you won't like even if you're white American, you will not get a job in Miami unless you speak Spanish. Absolutely not. It's tough because no it's not hire. just the Cubans now. It's everybody else. I've always been there for thir- thirty-three years, so I'm speaking English. Everywhere in Miami, like that's not in a certain area. 
Well, what I'm saying is that Miami's small compared to cities that people know. Like if you, but it's huge to us. Like Miami's gigantic. Miami's like the capital of Latin America. Yeah. It's like the place where. That's why I'm going back. Honestly, my job is in or UFC North Miami Beach. I'm right there. No, but no, I'm on Biscayne Boulevard. I'm on Biscayne Boulevard. And Miami Shores now is a gentrified. Miami Shores, Alapata, and. Alapata. Alapata and Little Haiti, all gentrified. Apartments are going for a thousand two hundred. Studios, ridiculously beautiful, brand new. Little apartments. Haiti's gentrified. Everything, all of that. Winwood is gentrified. Wrong. It's horrible. <laughs> Overtown is gentrified. Everything. Overtown. Overtown is literally. My cousin lives in uh, in Miami Shores. She was robbed a couple of weeks ago, but <laughs> you feel that type of so happens. But no, it's she she could consider it a tax. But she's like a journalist for the Miami Herald. So she's like, you know, like, you're on the beat, like, those seven people? Yeah, yeah. So they all live there. Wow. Wow. I'm probably going to put a bunch of uh, stuff on that free food thing, because I bought enough food for a whole, uh, goddamn army of them. What I'm saying? Four months? <laughs> so everybody will, will take it. <coughs> And I will make the house smell like tripe and intestines for a day, but you will Seriously? love it. You're going to make that tonight? I'm going to make it tonight, but one day. Soon, have chunturia. This is a cow, the large intestine of the cow. Really, yeah? Yeah. It's, it's weird, but it's... Do it Tuesday. Tuesday? Yeah, we're going to go to Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> no, do it Monday night. I'm leaving Tuesday. <laughs> Definitely make it one day. Everybody's prepared for a... Shit smell. I remember the first day I made it at the other apartment, they were like, Steph basically thought today, hmm, how can I make the house smell like shit rolled in shit? <laughs> like, But it's delicious. It's awesome. Have you guys, has everybody been to the uh, escalators? Yes. Yeah, worth it? Cool tour. Yeah. If you do that as part of, like, they have a free walking tour up there, so. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's, it's like, it's, <coughs> it's better to do it in the dark because you just get everything explained. Everything. Yeah. You, you, could, you could just go up there, but, like, yeah, yeah. to do with the tour and you learn everything about the area. The only museum I'm really interested in seeing is, uh, El Museo de las Memorias. Yeah. Fuimos. Yeah? That's cool. Really good. What's the matter with you two? Well, exactly the matter. What's the matter with you two? There's a cat somewhere. Stump kids. You go to the museum they don't want you to go to. You're not like following the party line here. You should be married. They're planning about your first kids. What the hell's the matter? There you with go, for that. Well, who doesn't want us to go to the memorial? What well, the tourism industry? Oh, really? Yeah, because wow. we, asked, we asked our Colombian friend yesterday because it's all, it's free. So it's all just donor-based, like rich people obviously just contribute to it. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. not government-based. Yeah. It's amazing, man. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Fucking sad, but it's good. It's what it's meant to be, really. Of course. It's nothing but. Francisco! Yeah, yeah. Hola, tudo bem? Where's the, huh? Ah, você fala. 
Como está? Eu não falo português, eu falo portanhol. Portanhol. Portanhol? De portanhol? Yeah, probably not. Probably better than Portuguese. So why have you never been to Cuba? Been to Cuba, Alex? I'm on my way. But did your parents not? The soldiers, see? Yeah, you you have yeah. Yeah. But did your parents not bring you when you were younger? No, you, well, you, it was difficult to go. Yeah. When I was a kid. It's easier now. Your kids, well, your wife Latina. So your kids, they see themselves as uh, Partially. My wife, no, my wife's American. She's Anglo. Again, she's a UK mutt. Uh, yeah. Did they speak Spanish? <clears throat> Very little. And uh, that's, well, it's partly by choice. Both of my daughters are dyslexic. Dyslexic, yeah? Yeah. Actually, the Brits are on the forefront of dyslexia. Really? Research and teaching and education. Yeah, I listened to a podcast yesterday. Have you heard of GQ magazine? GQ mag? Yeah. yeah so the, the editor of that is dyslexic. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of, it's very much one of those things that was considered a disability that's sort of very easily overcome like nowadays it's, it's nothing it's like so many successful people put these things in yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say it's easy to overcome but it's uh, it's very so uh, both my daughters I mean they're killing it now I mean they're just killing it but uh, I kind of they got great help at school and then at home I kind of became their primary tutor at home yeah uh, and so I grew, what was the, you asked me, you asked me Did they speak Spanish? Oh. But they don't speak. Well, when they were very little, which is the time they really start speaking another language, they were struggling a lot in school. And there was a lot of, with dyslexia, there's a lot of testing, and there's a lot of special help, and there's a lot of, you know. So I made the conscious decision, rightly or wrongly, not to give them something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm kind of starting to do it now. Now that they're, you know, things are a lot easier for them. It's still not as easy as it is for some kids. But. I'm sorry? What did you do with the kids? You said that you, that you, you're here to help. Oh. How would you explain that? <laughs> In short. Well. So, I... I've always done stuff for kids. When I was 12, one of my mother's friends in the neighborhood, so we grew up in Miami, that she had a kid, she had a little a little son. 
And she chose as the godparents for the son. She chose my mother and me. Because yeah. I was crazy about the you know, I've yeah. always been crazy about kids, always. And the, the, the smaller, the better, you know. So I've just always had a thing for kids, yeah. you know. And, uh, so, so I left FinTech full time about a year and a half ago. I've always done stuff with kids in the Latin American community, always. I've taught English at churches at night. Yeah. I've uh, donated old cars to organizations that take them. I've, I've always done lots of things. When, <clears throat> when, when we have furniture or toys or big things like that that we need to get rid of because the girls are getting too old or whatever, I put them in the car. I drive 10 minutes to the Latin neighborhood in our area, you know, where the working class folks live. Take everything out of the car, put it on the sidewalk really quickly, and just drive away. Yeah. How long is it there for? Five minutes. <laughs> hmm. So, uh, so I'm a, a private tutor now, back home. In what? <clears throat> in anything for kids, but in particular for kids with learning disabilities. So my specialty is dyslexia, so yeah. I know a little about it. But you know, I've got a girl who has attention deficit disorder, she's got a sight problem. And so anything to do with kids. I'm also uh, a substitute teacher, yeah. so I substitute the schools. And so a couple years ago I started traveling down here more. You know, I'm thinking about the next 55 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Dude, Not I just, like it. Wow. The next 155 years, you mean? Dude, we're going to live so long, you're not going to want to be alive anymore. <laughs> you know, and it's true, it happens to people. You know, they're in their 80s and 90s, they're like, I don't want to live anymore. <laughs> but, uh, so when I come down here, I go to orphanages. To do um, what? Like to visit? Yes, and then to sponsor. Yeah. I usually like to sponsor the little girls, because I have girls, yeah. and I just, I adore them. I mean, I'll sponsor, but I'll sponsor anybody, but I have, uh, you know, there's a number of orphanages in Costa Rica, Guatemala, Nicaragua. Well, that you do sponsor, or that you visit Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm in the process also now of, you know, what they often really need from us. Yeah. Right? So then, I'm in the process of, I go back, and I start to make presentations and stuff like that, and I say... Get a big donation. Fucking okay. What we need, that's what they need. I mean, they need a lot of things. They who do you present to? Anybody and everybody who. Well, like, you familiar with Rotary? Yes. We met, we met uh, some girls who started their own Rotary in Guatemala. In where? Guatemala. Yeah. In Antigua. You guys are Rotarians. 
You guys are Rotarians. But it's a members club, right? Yeah. Are you a member? Are you a... I've been on and off for 30 years. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I have, I have trouble with my hearing. Yeah. Mm. They were like, is there like one below that almost like a, like a level? Well, it's almost like a more local version, isn't it? Like they're... No, it was something like... So, is there like a rotor, it's called Rotaract and then Rotary? Well, there's... Rotaract is a, is a part, kind of within Rotary. It's just a... a set, like they formed a, uh, their own kind of thing within Rotary because they do they they do more nonprofit give back. They do a lot of trips, so they'll go. They'll organize dentists and go to Guatemala and do free dentistry on their vacations for two weeks. Uh, yeah, they did do something about the doctors. It's kind of more yeah. like project based. Like, yeah, yeah. They the, and they do, they do, in particular, I'm sorry, and, well, there's also Rotoplast, Plast for plastic surgery, what those guys do, and gals, they go to places around the world that can't afford it, and they do uh, cleft palate surgeries, you know, you know what cleft palate is? No. You've seen them, if you've seen the pictures, just, little kids are born, and they, the, it's like the, the two sides of the jaws, whatever. It, it, there's like a gap in the in the lips, often also in the dentures. Yeah. There's just like a gap. It's a cleft, like a. Right, yeah. And it's uh, it's somewhat easily fixable with surgery, with elective surgery. But you can live your whole life with a cleft palate and be fine. So yeah. in a place like you know. They're not going to pay for that. They're right. You can't get cleft palate surgery in El Salvador yeah. and you're just not going to so they go and they do this whenever you come in contact with anybody in Rotary and anything talk to them and they're they're your type they're they're mostly business people and stuff like that you know and there's a little bit of networking and you know a little bit but that's not really Rotarians are not about Rotarians are about I'm really fucking lucky and I wanna, that. yeah, that's what they're all about, and they're good people. They're solid as a rock. Yeah, them girls we met, they were like doing a lot, and they were just a local thing. So they were, I mean, they're almost fighting a losing battle because it's hard to get people to donate or to run projects. But they were, because you rely on volunteers a lot you if got, you do a project. How long have you guys been in Colombia? Colombia just like. A month, two months, six, seven weeks. Yeah. And how'd you get this wrong? So we we went on the walking tour in Community 13, and we just spoke to the lady who did it and said, "Is there any volunteering?" And she was like, "Yeah, come and play football." And then this one through. Well, but oh yeah, so that was that was that one, and then the next one was we got another contact because we just asked people if there any volunteering opportunities, and we emailed and we got in touch with a lady who set up her own. So she was an engineer and she set up her own ONG to get volunteers to, like she provides volunteers to ONGs in Community 13 and she's got loads of projects on. So, and we just went up there and now we've done that a few times and because uh, we're leaving next week, we were like, oh, Jimbo said, oh, that'd be great if they, we showed them this because they invited us back to their house and gave us some fruit and like they're 
their apartments the size of this kitchen, and I don't think they've got a big TV and a sofa like we have in this hostel. So all that fruit to give away, really, like yeah, ideally. Because we got, we were told they have like some some of the kids have one meal a day, so it's it's like they're, they're struggling. Sort of. All right. So they'll be here at noon or one o'clock. Yeah. How long will they be here? So I think they're gonna leave about five. So we're gonna watch a movie and then order some pizza right. and go and like chill out and have some pizza or whatever. Okay. But, uh, I've only got two days in in uh, in Medellin. But uh, I, I'll be back. I'll be back by at the latest two ish, three ish. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what, don't cut your days completely short. What, uh, what? What can I bring? Can I bring? Can I buy like? How many kids are we talking? Ten. Just ten. We just ten. ten. Like, it's just not the hostel. Yeah. 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 They were cool, but you don't want to. What do they need? They really do they need do they need clothes? Do they need Well we've got a big donation box there full of clothes from Celtic Football Club, which is a big soccer club in Scotland. I don't know if you know it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. We wrote to them and they sent they have a foundation basically and they it's like a very charitable club and they sent us uh, a big clothes. But, I mean that that will close some of them. I mean or what would they like? I mean, look, you know, sometimes I took the girls. Uh, so I'm at this, you know, this woman was the one cleaning where I was staying. You know, she's Afro-Colombian and she has a wonderful smile. She's like my age or whatever. You know, yeah. we just became friends. We're just friends. But, um, so she has an 11-year-old daughter who's living with her. She has a 14-year-old son who lives close by, who I met yesterday. And then she has the 18-year-old daughter who's also with her and married to this nice guy. But I took the girls, I took the 18-year-old and the 11-year-old, I took them to the Capurgana, which is the, you know, the bigger town that's yeah. right around the corner, 10 minutes away. Just to Buy something to wear that you want, you know, something that you want, you know, whatever, buy a dress or buy whatever you want, you know, yeah. so that it's not all about, you know, I just got to get food on the table every day, you know, don't get... Just have a treat. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the whole kind of point today, it's just to like, have a, one day I was going to do a school trip or something, you know, yeah. and just a nice day out, something yeah. that I've never had before. Yeah. Right. So I mean, you know, I can I can buy them. We call them cookies. I guess you guys call them biscuits. You know, I can buy them like, you know, bags of whatever the fuck they want. Or I can buy them, yeah, sweets. Or I can buy them ice cream. You know, yeah. I could do that. I, I should bring. If you're gonna have pizza. So I can the idea is we're gonna order pizza. The hostel, the boss of the hostel said he's gonna chip in a bit, but we don't know how much. That's why we started this little donation box okay. as well, because we were. But, um, so I mean, we, so like the idea is we're getting some ice cream as well if we get enough in the donation. Okay. Which we probably do. But, uh, well, I put in 5,000. So, uh, and, you know, I'm happy to help with a little more, you know. So, you can, whatever you guys want, all right? But you can put it this way you can count on me for, you know, another 10. 
Yeah. All right. However you want to do it or whatever. I would like to buy them something. Yeah. You know, a box of Oreos or. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know what? That would probably be a good idea. The box of Oreos, like the bigger box, yeah. has little packets in it, so we could give yeah. one of them to take away. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Later. All right. Or for their mum or something. Okay, I'll bring I'll bring that. We appreciate we appreciate the box. Yeah, no, listen. It's nice to be nice, huh? I always tell people, dude, I get back so much more then I was I was so I got to know the mom a little bit you know just and then the daughter the youngest one she's 11 you gotta see this kid like cute no that's not the word for it she's like and always smiling yeah always smiling like stunning like stunning, like you know. I first met her, I was like, "Oh my god!" But you know, I say that about most kids, so you know. <laughs> but she's like, and then she's always smiling, and then she's really bright. You can tell she's a bright kid. And she, I so I asked her, "So what do you want to do?" She's only eleven. I wasn't expecting yeah. anything. She says, "I'm gonna be a doctor." She said, I'm going to be a doctor. She didn't say, I want to be a doctor. She said, I'm going to be a doctor. I said, okay. <laughs> so this one's going to get stuck with me. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so, yeah, so, I, 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 before I left, as I was getting on the boat in the morning, I gave the mom... So I had took them to go buy something in the town yeah. the day before, and she bought a shirt that she liked, and her sister bought something else with her. And as I was getting on the boat yesterday morning to leave, I gave the mother every last dime I had on me. I had one dollar. I kept one dollar. Because <laughs> you can't get cash in Sapsuru. Yeah, you you can't true. get it. Yeah. Like there's... You have to go to Kapurgana. And in Kapurgana, when I went to get cash, you know what? The, there's no bank or nothing. The guy sets up a little bit. You know how much he wanted to charge me for cash out of my, my credit card? My debit card? It's 15%. Yeah. I said, 15%. I said, dude, you should use a gun. <laughs> I said, you know, I said, dude, come on. No, because I said, it's the market, captured market. Yeah. We should go start a fucking business right next door to him. Thank you. Thank you. 50%, you fucking asshole. It's funny you said about the rotary, though. We haven't really heard about that since we met them people in Guatemala. Yeah. And, uh, they're also worldwide. Yeah, they're everywhere. worldwide. Or, you know, they, we looked they, into it when we found out about it. They eradicated polio. Oh, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. The Rotarians eradicated polio. They did it. Yeah. It makes, a, it makes an appearance every now and then, like somewhere. You know, it'll pop up again in somewhere in Africa or somewhere in Asia or whatever. And, but they'll go and they, eradi they eradicated polio. 
that's no joke. Hey, what's my best bet to the stairs? Or what should I do first, the stairs or the the museum, the memorial memorial museum? Stations. What for the museum? Amazing or what guys, for a big Cuban American, not that I know many, Alex clearly had a heart of gold and he helped a lot of people and plans to help a lot more and it actually reminds me to get back in touch with him after what we're doing right now in Medellin, which of course you can follow at just 3 amigos on Instagram and YouTube and Twitter, Facebook, the rest. If you think this is a good conversation, please share this on your social media and with someone you might think get value from it. It might be your mum or your dad who are counting down their days in their 50s when really they have so much time to go and they should take some inspiration from Alex because they shouldn't be waiting for retirement or dying or whatever they want to wait for. They still have a lot to offer. There's still plenty more time. Thanks for listening. Have a bloody brilliant day. Be good, be happy, be grateful. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Just3Amigos to see how we're helping the kids in Community 13 still today. And for any other updates, you can follow my personal Instagram at doneil05. Adios amigos, hasta luego.